Welcome to Time Lapse, Season 5 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. In this season, we track how God works in and through our guests' lives over the course of time. In each episode, you will hear two interviews recorded about six months apart. Of course, we chat scripture, encouragement, and the character of God in both interviews. We dwell richly together in every season. We invite you, sister, no matter your current season, to come along for the journey. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. I am sitting here with my friend, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi. You're looking so pretty this morning. Oh, you too. <laughs> I'm excited. You just get to hang out and um, brought her down to the Apex studio. And we are beginning this on January 2nd. You guys aren't going to hear this for a long time because this is our time lapse season. So we are tracking what God does over time in these women's lives. And we are uh, intersecting Julie on a really cool point of her story and what God's doing in her life. So we wanted to snatch her quick before God takes her on a new journey. Um, But before we talk about that, Jules, will you just tell us a little bit about who you are and where God has you right now in your life? Um, Sure. So yeah, I came to the Lord um, in college. Mm-hmm. I, I came from a home that um, it was very broken. Mm-hmm. And just stepping foot onto college um, campus my freshman year, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I knew in my heart that I needed a savior, that mm-hmm. I needed God in my life. And mm-hmm. I didn't know um, how to know him. Mm-hmm. I even went to a Bible study and they said, if you had one question you could ask God, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And I wrote, how can I know you? And Mm. so (laughs) right there, you know, the women coming around me that knew the Lord were Mm. like, we want to shepherd you. We want to take you under our wing and teach you the gospel. And so I heard the gospel. I apprehended the gospel. And it was one of those, oh, my goodness, I need Jesus. Mm. Um, You know, one foot in the bar, one foot in Bible study for the first first quarter. And then I kind of got... You know, I just kind of realized, like, this is so unsatisfying. Mm. This is, like, a life that just is empty. Mm. And so that is when, you know, Jesus was just became to me and just became my everything. And mm. so I was very zealous for the Lord in college. And um, leaving college, I kind of was lost as mm. far as just getting my footing. Like, mm-hmm. I would say... Um, I plugged into ministry and then I, I had a couple years where I really struggled even mm. going to church, being in the word, praying, mm-hmm. um, and really wrestled with the things of this world and just, mm. um, going back to old broken cisterns as the scriptures say, mm-hmm. that can't mm-hmm. hold water. Um, and the Lord was so faithful to redeem me out of that. Mm. And through all of that, by his grace, he brought me my incredible husband mm. and, um, everything I experienced growing up, I guess, in a, in a man, um, just an earthly example of a man was kind of flipped on mm. its head through Ben. Um, mm. Ben has been such a clear picture of Jesus mm. to me, um, mm. of forgiveness, grace, walking with me, even when it's hard to walk mm. with me. Um, and through our marriage, we've had, we are going to eventually this week, going to be traveling to China to adopt this week, she is traveling to China to adopt. I just had to slow down I'm, that sentence. Keep going. So this will be our fourth child. Yes. Um, second by adoption from China. Yeah. And just the journey of parenthood with yeah. him has been so incredible. Um, just to see God use the things we didn't expect, such as special mm-hmm. needs, mm-hmm. all the way to adoption and the special needs of adoption and just mm-hmm. how trauma we all come from a different place of trauma um, from the brokenness of this world Mm -hmm. and how God has like literally pulled me out of trauma to show me my greatest treasure in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I'm passionate about that for Mm -hmm. everyone um, Mm -hmm. to know the freedom of that. Yeah. Like healing and really being so, and I'll share this more soon here, but um, just really being able to take a clear, um, a clear look at our own hearts 
before Christ and yes. our own brokenness and really heal and choose to heal from that and choose yes. to let God into all those areas that hmm. we tend to maybe hold a little more tightly to because it's been a self-protection thing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's been sweet. Knowing Julie these past couple of years, seeing how she has allowed God to do some healing in her own heart and, and opening that up to how she uh, interacts with her children mm-hmm. as God is healing their hearts and being open to sharing that with others too. Mm-hmm. That's been really, really cool to come alongside you and see. So, you know, what is God doing in your life right now? Because we're going to talk to you again in a couple months and kind of check in to see where God has brought you from here to there and um, everywhere in between. Yeah. So, what he's doing right now is he's continuing to show me um, his great rescue through mm-hmm. his word and also through the experience we're going through right now with adoption. Um, like through his word, just I lo- I want to thank Dayton One in the Word for mm-hmm. just inviting me into this studying the word from, mm-hmm. you know, chronologically yeah. through the entire word this year. Beginning so- to end. She's talking about 365 and you guys will hear this, I don't know, probably in the fall sometime, but okay. it's not too late. Uh, for you to jump in because we have a reading plan that starts wherever you're at right now. So um, hop on to DaytonWomenInTheWord.com slash resources if you want to read the Bible through chronologically in a year. We'd love for you to join us. So yeah, I mean, I I love it. I'm so excited Hmm. to be challenged to read through the entire Bible. Hmm. Um, and to be have able you to ever be a done it before? It. I have not. I haven't either. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried to. But this is the year, Joel. <laughs> this is. <laughs> We've got this accountability. We yeah, got this good thing great. going. It's great. And, and and I think God's just changed our hearts to want it more. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not about the check off. Mm-hmm. It's totally about Him, and I mm-hmm. I see that change in my own heart. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm, I want to feast. Yeah. you know, on His Word. I want to know how it all points back yeah. to Christ and. So even just reading through, starting to read through Genesis and just yeah. seeing, <clears throat> you know, there was darkness and then he called light from, hmm. from nothing, from darkness. He spoke it into being and it's like, wow, like he, that's what he did in us. Like yes. he called the light, he called Christ hmm. um, and, and, and Christ came to us. And so it's just this like beautiful picture and just even looking at the lineage of yeah. like, we are a jacked up people. We are fallen. And yep. like the lineage of Christ is full of trauma and rejection and people not mm-hmm. having their acts together. Mm-hmm. But then to see how that that's the lineage, lineage of Christ. And yes. even kind of looking at my own childhood and the things even that I've brought into place, I guess, in my life as an mm-hmm. adult, I'm like, wow, like that is consistent with Christ's lineage. And like, mm-hmm. but he's redeeming me out of that. He's mm-hmm. saying, no, I called you by name. And like, mm-hmm. I have more for you. So mm-hmm. even how that transpires to today with our adoption, um, I feel like we're headed into going to China and like, we're headed into this big unknown. Yeah. And going into it for the second time, mm-hmm. I feel like I know to not only go in with low expectations, mm-hmm. but then even to lower my low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh my goodness, we love these darlings with all our heart, yeah. but it is hard work. And any adoptive or foster parent, especially on here, listening yeah. here, can attest to that. And it's yeah. not that we ever want to paint our children in a negative light. Yeah, We want to protect their stories. We want to um, talk about that you know, the treasure that they are, Mm. um, and the, and the beauty and the joy of adoption, Mm. but it doesn't come without the trauma part. And so it's kind of like the gospel lived out like all over again. And so, um, my pastor's wife this weekend, you know, she said, how can I pray for you? And I said, well, (laughs) I think the biggest thing is just that I would lower my expectations Mm. like again and again. Mm -hmm. And that, um, even if we get over there and she goes through, I mean, she's going to go through major grief. She's very yeah. close to her foster mom yeah, who lives in the orphanage with her. Yeah. That's the mom she's known since five months old. Yeah. And so she's three. Yeah. <laughs> so that's her mom. In yeah. her mind, that is the person that's going to feed her, going to take care yeah. of her. So I need to go into this knowing even more than my first daughter who had multiple caregivers. Yeah. I need to go into this understanding. I'm probably like 
enemy number one a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'm coming in and taking her away from right. her. It's yeah. not like this. Glo- when you think of like adoption, you think, I, I think my view of it has changed and that it's not this sort of glamorous, you pick the child up and it's mm-hmm. immediate uh, uh, bonding and I've been waiting for you. No, it's very different than that. I mean, and even though adoption is a really good thing, every adoption is, is started on, on wounding uh, and trauma, like you, you said, and it's not that it's so, such a worthwhile pursuit, but you know, Julie knows what she's kind of walking into here at this time. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like going even back to the scripture of like, just looking at Genesis and, you know, it's like, oh, looking at like Joshua and just how he was so rejected even Mm. by his biological family um how he was thrown in that pit and and it's even joseph or sorry that's okay we re-say that joseph (laughs) said the wrong thing that's okay you're allowed joseph throwing into the pit yes so so joseph i was like thinking you were going towards the joshua conquering battles my brain's not totally on. I had a half a cup of coffee this morning. You so, know, you don't have to remember all the names in the Bible. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't either. I need either. so much grace, especially Old Testament. But yes, Joseph is what I meant. This is good for the Dayton Women in the Word podcast <laughs> listeners, because lest you think, we know, usually I was just spending about five minutes trying to look up a verse in one of the Peters, and I'm not even sure it was in there. The one about the marvelous light, walking into marvelous light, because yeah. she was talking about it, but I couldn't find it, so I just gave up on it. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So, yes, so back Joseph. to Joseph. And this is... Being rejected by his family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I thought about, and even kind of looked up uh, the pit. Yeah. What is a cistern? And, mm. like what it represents and you know some of them didn't have any water by God's grace his yeah. was empty yeah it says it was empty and like if it had been full of water mm. or even half full he probably would have drowned mm. so it's like even that is a grace and that yeah. he was pulled out like God was not going to leave him there yeah um and that's really even looking at um just my own story just mm. there's a lot in my story mm-hmm. as far as family mm-hmm. and God has allowed me to be in a pit um mm-hmm separated from my family Mm. and, um, losing my mom three years ago to an aneurysm. Mm. Um, but then also just the aftermath of that and, and knowing. Has it been three years? Three years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And even like, so even not to jump to this, but I mean, that is even a picture right now because, okay, so New Year's Eve was Mm -hmm. when she, when I got the call Mm -hmm. and she was on her way to the ER and so yesterday, so, oh, so Sunday, which was New Year's Eve, three yeah. years later, yeah. we officially became members of our church, Sovereign yeah. Grace, yeah. and we were folded into that family mm-hmm. with love, mm-hmm. and it was such a picture to me of, like, today marks a day where God is redeeming that day that has been so sad for me mm. for three years mm. to something so beautiful and good, mm. and then to know she passed on January 13th. 13th and to know we're going to be in China mm-hmm. bringing a child into our family mm-hmm. who doesn't have parents and doesn't have a family yeah. and to be watching him redeem these days yeah. that have been so sad and yeah. so like heavy yeah. to then say, wow, we get to celebrate that this was a time we were in China mm-hmm. making Maylee Joy our own mm-hmm. and bringing her into the fold. Mm-hmm. And so I just see God redeeming those cisterns mm-hmm. and those pits for his glory. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, like, I get to be a part of this, you know, and that is what allows me in any relationship or in any hard, like, wound to embrace it and be like, wow, like, we get to be a part of the gospel in such a bigger way, like, through that stuff. Yeah. And then we, that's the way we can forgive. Like we can fully forgive and love people with Christ's love that is endless and and immeasurable and his grace is matchless. Like, And we we get to give that to each other. We get yeah. to receive it from one another. Like it's just a beautiful picture to me. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of going into this adoption. That is what I carry into it. Is yeah. I'll be in a pit as long as you need me to, baby mm-hmm. girl, because mm-hmm. I will fight for you, and I will just be there, yeah. like waiting for you when yeah. you're ready. And um, it's not going to be easy. And yeah. there's going to be days where my heart grieves that it's so hard for her. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, by God's grace, it may not be very long or it may be a really long time we Mm -hmm. just don't know right right 
and that, I don't know why, there's so much first and second Peter in my brain this morning, <laughs> but there, it just reminds me of, um, I think it's first Peter one where, um, Peter's just talking about a, an imperishable hope. Um, that we have. Um, it says in First Peter 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you are grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it's tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So um, I just think about that kind of hope that we can have in the midst, and, you know, it's imperishable. It's Mm -hmm. not based on, you know, even how Maylie Joy adjusts or, you know, inevitably the hard things that you guys are going to go through over the, uh, over the next year. But there's also this great hope you have, mm-hmm. which is why um, you are pursuing that in the first place, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So cool. So, um, you know, you've been talking a lot about the word impacting your current season in this, in your current season in life right now, whether it's through starting in Genesis or mm-hmm. through specifically Joseph um, and him not knowing um, that what seemed like a bad thing at the time, empty mm-hmm. cisterns, was actually going to be um, a very hopeful and protective thing mm-hmm. that God was doing for them. Is there anything else in the word that's kind of intersecting um, you right now in uh, your current season? I would say I have like these core scriptures that mm-hmm. when nothing else seems to be um, like when, when I, my feet are not feeling like they're on solid ground, solid ground and yeah. I have my footing, like I've kind of talked about after college, when I feel like I'm kind of limping through life, yeah, literally with my Achilles surgery recently, I know <laughs> I've been limping around, yeah. But even just even through that, it's um, the Lord continues to take me back to mm-hmm. some of these precious scriptures. Um, so Second Corinthians four. Um, Let light shine out of darkness. Hmm. Um, wait, hang on. Sorry, can I repeat that? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. For what we we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the glory of the knowledge, uh, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hmm. But we have this treasure in jars of clay Mm -hmm. to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Hmm. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Hmm. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Um, And just... Even the, the, the scriptures that, like, out of that that I really just cling to are seven hmm. and even going back to six. But seven, it's like we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Hmm. Like, I even think about the broken cisterns. And I yeah. think about ourselves. Like, we're, these, we're not these perfect, like, clay pots that without any blemish or yeah. any cracks. Like, yeah. there's cracks there, but those cracks show the light and, like... It is to reveal um, even more so the glory of God, that he Mm. is the perfect one. He is the treasure. Mm. We are merely these vessels Mm -hmm. made in his image, Mm -hmm. but we are cracked and bruised um, and fallen. And so it even just goes back to like, yeah, um, just his glory and how that is seen, even Mm. in the ways that we may not think Mm. it's seen. Um, And then even... Like, I always kind of go back to Acts 17, hmm. um, and I'll flip there really quick, because I feel like, um, I do feel like, oops, I feel like um, the Lord brings me back to the scripture a lot, because, um, oh, I'm kicking my 
sorry. It's before <laughs> Romans. Ah. Um, he brings me back to this often because I still grieve, mm-hmm. like the childhood I grew mm-hmm. up with. I, I grieve um, the loss of my mom, and that's that has earth. It's God has tilled that soil in my yeah. heart and kind of like unearthed things that I never allowed myself to grieve before, and. <sighs> Sometimes I, I lay awake at night thinking, what good? <laughs> I, I think, what good could have came from, from such loss, like, mm. of not having a father and not being able to trust mm. so many, like, pivotal people in my upbringing? And he keeps me ba- bringing me back to Acts 17. Um, and this is also true with adoption and true mm. of, like, Maylee Joy, mm. things that I'm going to be praying over her. Um, so 26, all the way through, 26 through 28. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and, and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being as even some of our own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Hmm. So just even the picture of he literally has allotted, determined allotted periods mm-hmm. and the boundaries of our home, like where we lived and grew up as children was hmm. had a specific purpose and mm-hmm. his plan yes. to help us to find him. And so I can thank God for yes. all of it. I yes. can thank him for the hard and the good and right. all the in-between. I can thank him that mainly in love was relinquished by her parents for whatever reason. And I can speak those truths to her that they loved her Mm -hmm. and they placed her in love. Mm -hmm. I can thank God that um, part of her story is about um, being adopted domestically and Mm -hmm. then returned. Um, And then I can thank God for her foster mom. I can Mm -hmm. thank God for all those things and say, Mm -hmm. all of that pointed you back to Christ and back to your need for him. And those things we don't share flippantly and I'm careful. I won't. Yeah. There's certain things I will not share about her story. Right. But, um, but that part is a part of her lineage Mm -hmm. and like what she went through Mm -hmm. to get to our family. And so at the end of the day, I can, I can boldly and confidently say that my daughters who have been adopted from China, they are in a home who loves Jesus. And so it's been through fire. It's been yes. through trauma and yeah. hard stuff, but they're in a home that's going to share the gospel with them. Yeah. So, and you can point to the word like you just did with us. Cause you can say, Hey, look at Jesus's lineage. Mm-hmm. Look what was going on there. Did God waste a thing? No. Hey, look at Joseph's mm-hmm. uh, upbringing. Look at his childhood. That was really tough. Mm-hmm. Did God waste that? No, he was, mm-hmm. and he was with him the entire time. And then you can say, Hey, gals look at mama's life Mm -hmm. look what god did to redeem me from the pit Mm -hmm. and he's going to do that with you he's already doing it and like praise the lord through that that's such a powerful testimony julie (laughs) giving me chills i know it's just it's all jesus and that's why i thank him for the pit yeah i thank him that he didn't take me from i mean and it's it's okay if you know people have wonderful childhoods that's awesome yeah you know it's like you know, we're everyone not rejoicing. Has a different <laughs> it's a different, it's not masochism. It's not like we're rejoicing in what happened yes. with them, but we are rejoicing yes. for the light mm-hmm. that God is, is bringing through it even yes. now, you know, I, I'm thankful that, that I came from that pit yeah. and that I can, I can kind of enter into their pain yeah. and understand, I can understand the plight of the orphan and, uh, you know, I'm going to be I'm 38 and a half. I'm going to be 40 in a year and a half. I don't even want to say it. 40. 40 is a new 30, right? <laughs> totally. You're wearing it well, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I'm going to be 40. And it's yeah. like, I'm thinking, I still feel, I do feel right now like I'm an orphan. And that's, and not a victim set. Yeah. I'm not an orphan spiritually. Yeah. But um, if, you know, it, I, I understand that feeling of just wanting your parents yeah. and it not being the cup. Yeah. That God has given. Um, right. So anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, would you have any uh, final encouragement before we record you again um, here in a little bit um, for someone in your current season of life? 
I'm going to go back to one of my other. <laughs> yes, please my, do. My things, Romans 8. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is good. I'm about to do this in BSF. Awesome. What, shall we, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Hmm. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hmm. That's what I would say. (laughs) (laughs) There's not more better encouragement than that. We will never be separated from him. Mm. And he will graciously give us all things, not some things, you know, and the main thing being him himself, pulling us to himself. So awesome. Well, it's not the end. It's only the beginning. We get to check back in with you, but thank you for sharing with us and we're praying for you. Thank you so much. All right. Yes. (laughs) All right. Talk to you later, Jules. Bye. Bye. Last time we spoke with Julie, she talked a lot about how her past of broken relationships being redeemed has really uh, put her in a place of empathy for the orphan, which has led her to embark on this journey to adopt not once but twice from China. And when we left her, she was about to go and get her second daughter from China. So we're going to follow up with her on uh, that journey and see that her experience with God redeeming broken relationships has not ended, but just begun. Let's listen in. Okay, Julie, so tell us what has been going on in the last six months of your life since we last talked. (laughs) Well... Um, we brought home our daughter from China. Um, she's laying in my lap right now, not feeling the best. She's so sweet. (laughs) She's just cuddled up, you guys, (laughs) right next to her mama. I know. She's a little warm, but, um, we brought her home in January and it's been a pretty huge roller coaster ride. Um, just coming home from China, there's always, you know, the first month adjustment is just crazy with jet lag and, um, getting all the doctor appointments set up and then. Through the month of May, we were pretty much up and down the interstate, going to and from Cincy Children's. Um, and just during all of that, um, our family just went through a pretty a pretty big trial. Um, and I'm, I'm going to not go into too much detail, but overall, we just, um, my husband and I have just really learned the importance of self-care for our mm. marriage, um, prioritizing one another, openness and communication, mm-hmm. and... Um, the biggest thing that Jesus has taught us through this season of some brokenness in our marriage is Mm. that he is enough and, um, that he can heal any wound, um, Mm. from another person that we receive or that we go through. And, um, you know, I, I just think, um, about the scripture that God's really used in my life really since Easter was really mm. profoundly used in my life, um, is in Mark 16 and also the other gospels. So I'll just paraphrase in general, yes. but, um, when Jesus, um, re- is resurrected and he, um, and Mary and Mary, Mary and Martha, I'm sorry, I should know. Aren't there three yeah, women? Oh, go okay. to, go to anoint him. Yeah. And find after him. he, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Is, is, has passed after Jesus has passed away. They go to his tomb. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And so he pretty much says, you know, he is risen. And um, and I think it's, well, Mary and, and Mark, Mary's the one that says it. But, but in other books, mm-hmm. basically Jesus is like, 
go and tell my disciples and Peter um, that I have risen and that I am alive. And um, it just really struck me that Peter was the one that had betrayed him three times Mm. um, before his death. And God is, you know, Jesus is just wanting to restore that relationship. Mm. And he wants, he wants Peter's heart. He wants Mm. Peter to know I'm here and I forgive you and I'm, you know, I'm your savior and I've, I've accomplished what you couldn't accomplish in your own strength. And God has really used that, especially, especially just in my marriage. And, um, it's, he's used that to draw me close to Ben and (laughs) to thank God for him, to thank God even for the struggles. Um, and I'm just super thankful for just the community we have around us and, um, just the love and, the support we've received. Um, but then also like in this whole process of that kind of healing and and walking through some brokenness, um, just bonding with our daughter has been (laughs) kind of a beautifully broken, you know, sweet yet, you know, bittersweet kind of journey. Um, and it always is, and it's, it's different for every child that's adopted, but I think just, um, specifically what I've learned the most is that, my love cannot be conditional. Um, it cannot be based on whether someone can love me back. And I can't get anyone to love me. Um, that's not my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't fix um, brokenness and even broken beginnings where, you know, if love was never experienced, um, which we do believe with Maylee, there was a lot more nurture and love. Yeah. Um, however, there's still that brokenness of there's been been a lot of unmet needs and deprivation. Mm-hmm. And so... There are a lot of different things that we go through in families that, um, where that wasn't, um, that those needs weren't met when they were little. Yeah. And so we're just kind of taking that journey as it comes. And I think one of the bigger things that I've learned is, you know, my daughters, both of them adopted from China, like they want to be seen. Mm. They want to know that I see them, that I care, Mm. um, that I love them right where they're at. And sometimes that's hard. Because it's, it's, it can be demanded yes, (laughs) and it can be an incessant thing that is kind of a bottomless bucket at times. Um, you know, and you, you know, I think as adoptive parents in general, like we feel like we give so much extra effort and, and we put a lot of ourselves in and then it's maybe not recalled as easily. And I think it's not their fault. It's just, they're not, they don't have that basin that our, our bio kids did from, from birth, we were nurturing them, feeding mm-hmm. them, keeping them warm, keeping them safe. And so that basin is very deep and very just, it can be easily filled up because our, our kids just know we're going to meet those needs. Yeah, they have a trust that because, you know, you've showed them that you've met those needs before and you're going to meet them again. Yeah. And when those needs haven't been met before, it's like a temporary, like, oh, good, like they're met now, but I'm still scared that they're going to not be met later. Yeah. So, and so, you know, that's just something that even as a mom and my own, I have my own sinful, um, nature and like my own things working to work through, (laughs) um, you know, just that I would just approach every day with all four of my children, um, just to love them right as they're at, right where they're at, whatever they have to give, whatever they don't have to give. And, this journey has never been about adopting so we could be loved or needed or wanted. Um, mm-hmm. It's not about this rescue. You know, I know a lot of times it can almost be glamorized or sensationalized, like yeah. adoption, international, overseas, yeah. all this stuff. And really, it's it's so much more about the gospel than, mm-hmm. we, than any of us could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I love... Especially, I just, I love all four of my children, but I love my girls with a fierce, special love. That's mm. It's a fighting love. It's a, okay, maybe today I don't feel like I have it to give, mm. but yeah. <laughs> tomorrow's a coming and yeah. his grace and his mercies are new every morning. And I know you are worth so much more than I'll ever be able to give. And like Jesus's love and forgiveness and grace over me is what I have to offer you mm. because it was offered to me first. And mm. so like grace initiates Jesus initiated with us and like you know all of our kids are born into sin you know so it's it's um every day is a, is a conscious choice and I love that book Elise Fitzpatrick's book give them grace 
Oh, have you ever yeah. read it? No, I haven't. <laughs> but I feel like I have had many people recommend it to me. Yeah. yeah, it's been really good, like, just to process how I'm responding and if it's gospel or mm-hmm. if it's law or, mm-hmm. if, you know. And when I say law, I mean more um, rule-based. Yeah. So not that law is bad, but more yeah. um, if that's, like, the governing yeah. <laughs> way I'm disciplining and, like, correcting and even encouraging my children. It can be a false gospel. And yeah. so... Um, you know, all of that has transpired into like even the bonding and attachment with my girls. Um, that book has really helped me to like just process how I'm responding to them and Mm -hmm. just, um, I'm like so far from having gotten it or (laughs) being in a place where there's a ton of freedom in that area. But, um, the more I get in the word, the more I realize my need for his word and for, just grace every single day for every single minute to love people the way Jesus did. Like that is, that is what feeds that. And then I'm convicted so much more quickly. Like, Ooh, I just gave a hefty dose of law to my my kids. And I told them all the things that they didn't do right. How they're disappointing me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I can do that to my husband too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even the things that were broken and, and that God is healing in my marriage and even, with our children, like, I feel like that's all centering and revolving around this, like, immense grace that we all need. And, like, that God just has taken me from my own, like, cistern, kind of like I shared mm-hmm. six months ago. Like, he's sparing me and taking me from a cistern of lack and emptiness and something that will never give life. Mm-hmm. And he's taken me out to show me abundant grace mm-hmm. is is where he's placing me and what mm-hmm. he's called me to. Um so, yeah, so, I don't know, I just... Well. Yeah, I want to go back to what you were talking about with um, Peter and explore that a little bit, because yeah. um, that story just gives me immense hope for, I guess, obeying what, what God has called me to do, because I feel like we've all had those Peter moments where mm-hmm. we realize, like, we have you know, he was the same one that took his eyes off Jesus and sunk, you know, and (laughs) he, um, he was the one that denied Jesus. And then Jesus, um, then calls him the rock. Like he, he reinstates him, he gives him grace and he says, okay, now I'm going to use you in that, that moment. And that is so hopeful for me because, I feel like the things that God calls me to do, like, I'm like, why Lord? Because I am clearly a sinner and like, I'm not getting it right. Like why, you know, especially like with my kids, like I've had these like terrible, shameful thoughts. Like they need it. Like they deserve a better mom than me. Like as terrible, like terrible thing to think, but I've thought that. And I feel like a lot of our listeners have probably been in that place. Mm -hmm. Um, or like even just from a vulnerable place of, of ministry, knowing that I'm a sinner and, and, being called to like still lead people Mm -hmm. being a sinner, you know what I mean? And, um, especially with like safe families when, you know, someone's like, Oh, you are a saint, you know? And I'm sure that, um, you've had those experiences where people say, Oh, you've adopted twice from China. Like, uh, you know, you must be a saint, you know, that, that is so hard for me to hear. Cause I know the truth is that Like I need so much grace from Mm -hmm. Jesus every day. And so it's really hard to respond to that, but I'm getting better at being like, um, it's actually the gospel. (laughs) It's actually (laughs) Jesus. That is like the, you know, instead of like, instead of saying like, no, trust me, I'm not. And just leaving it there or saying like, um, well, thank you. You know, like, you know, like there's got to, there's this like, you know, there's the truth is in between there is like, yes, um, Christ is calling me to be like him. And so if you see some of Jesus in me, praise the Lord, Mm -hmm. but you also don't see me all the time. (laughs) And, uh, a lot of times when you see me is not like the, um, is, is not, I try to be real, but you don't always see like the, the times when I'm struggling. So, um, I don't know, you know, what are your, what are your experiences of that? And, you know, how do you, how have you been responding in the past, um, six months when people say things like that, when Mm -hmm. you are 
and, 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 you know, just connecting that with, with Peter. Yeah. What hope do you get from that? Oh yeah. So we have immense hope in just looking at the life of Peter. So without Peter's, um, betrayal, without his sin, mm-hmm. we, I believe we wouldn't be as encouraged right now. So yeah. God is using even what Satan intended for evil he's using for good Mm. in the lives of so many people after Peter. Mm. And so to see how he's used his picture of love in response to even the the hardest of betrayals. Mm. I mean, he's dying for Peter and Peter's like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, like I'm out. Let me just go get a chicken wing and and hang out and get peace out of this crazy mayhem for the next day or so. And then maybe I'll, say I know him, you know, like, yes. and so, and I think that's like even, super hurtful. Yeah. And like, um, but Jesus's response, it's like now it's turning hearts in present day back to their husbands, hmm. back to their children, yeah, back to friends or yes. people that maybe family members that have hurt us for many years or whatever. And yes. it's, it's redeeming. And so that, I mean, that's what God's word does. And that's what this, yeah. even that story in particular did on Easter weekend for me with my yeah. husband. Um, and I share all of that to share like the testimony of grace and of just the, the forgiveness that can be truly experienced in any hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends that have even walked deeper hurts in their marriages, um, deeper wounds and um, walked with them even recently through things and, it's that grace is powerful enough, even for the probably your most unthinkable, yes. most, most difficult thing that you could go through either with your children, marriage, whatever. Um, so in response to what you asked about, uh, how do I respond if people kind of say, you saint yes. or you, you hero or whatever. Right. Or like super mom. Like that's yeah. another one of those, like those phrases that I'm like, oh, and I, you know, yeah. say to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on who's saying it. If it's like a complete stranger, I usually just say something like, really, I'm the blessed one. Like these girls have taught me so much about what love is. And and it's not always, and I don't go into this, but it's not always that they're demonstrating the love. It's that God is showing me what love really is by things that are hard for me to do. Yes towards them because of their behavior or whatever. Um, Learned survival skills. Right. You know, um, and so choosing to love and choosing to see them and to show them that I care, even if it's not going to be appreciated or yes. really known by them, like they don't even know why they do what they do sometimes. Yeah. And right. I say all this, she's sleeping right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. like, and she has her hearing aids out yeah. too. <laughs> but anyways, but you know, all that to say, we have lots of talks and my daughters know that we're all broken mm-hmm. and it's, they're not more broken than me. Right. I need grace just as much as them. But um, hmm. they definitely know, like, mommy has, you know, mommy has, you know, endless love to give through Christ. Yes. But in my earthly body, like, in the present moments, it's not always going to be. Yes. It, it's definitely imperfect, but it's it's never going to be enough for them. They need Jesus. Yes. Um, and so, so the person in. Sorry, I'm jumping around. The person in Kroger. The person in say, Kroger. Yeah, I'm the blessed one. Yeah. Yes. And kind of just, you know, kind of taking it off me, but putting it maybe back even on a gospel opportunity to share the gospel. Yeah. Um, if it's a friend, I usually kind of just take time to even share the real. Like, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> if someone says so that. So let's talk about this morning and <laughs> give you a yeah. truer picture. Yeah. And I, and I even say, you know, there are times where God's grace has been evidenced by ways that I'm able to love that I never, um, I'm able to love outside of myself in a way that I never could do in my own strength ever. And it's a miracle that God has called me to this mission because like, I tend to be a, you hurt me, I'm going to protect myself and Mm. go in a corner and like guard myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And God has taught me so much more about what grace and love really is and forgiveness Mm. really is. And now I can say truly, there is anyone on this earth that has done anything to me or against me. Like I will take you back wholeheartedly mm-hmm. and forgive you. It may not be a complete restored relationship, depending yeah. on the level of yeah. <laughs> what happened. But you know, and not that there's levels, but more, you know, right? There's there's wisdom, and if there's still kind of right. unsafe situations, that right? Be good. But Absolutely. Overall, like 
it's it's endless. It's there's not a measure yeah. to what someone could have done. Um, and so, you know, I kind of take the time with a friend to like sometimes take like a little educational opportunity, not that I know everything or anything like that, yeah. but just from my experience that, you know, this journey is hard yeah. and like I have seen my son more clearly yeah. <laughs> through yeah. raising my beautiful daughters than I've ever, ever seen with any other relationship. And there are times I've been cray cray. Like I've been like, listen, and I'm going to count all your wrongs against you, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, and that doesn't. So the seeds of bonding and like healthy attachment that I know God has for us. Yeah. So it's, it's sharing those, but also saying, you know, but God still called me. And yes. so it's like, you look at scripture and it's like all these imperfect yes. people carrying out the mission of yeah. Christ. And that is what he's called me to yeah. through in our family too, through adopting right. and through raising these children. And, um, we're yeah. never going to be fully like perfected until we're with Christ in full. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, so if we all waited for that moment, we would never serve Jesus until heaven. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's, that is, um, not, God doesn't want us to wait, like, because he is shown perfect in our weakness. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think that's, Sometimes people are like, well, I have to get myself together to serve Christ. And, like, you're going to be learning every moment as you go. I mean, he's not done with you once he calls you to serve him. Like, that's, in fact, in serving him is a lot of times how you learn about him. Like, you were talking mm-hmm. about, like, like I'm learning the gospel kinesthetically as I am, as I am sharing it with my children, as I am, um, you know, sharing it with others in the grocery store, even like I am learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's like a level that you really can't, um, understand about, like even like sharing in the sufferings of Christ, as it says, in I think Colossians, um, you don't really like there, there, there's a level of intimacy I don't think you can experience until you truly are broken for this world as Christ has been broken and as serve and in serving him, I guess. Um, but there's this like sweet intimacy that you feel because you relate more with Christ. Like you understand like just the power of his service to this world because um, it is so hard for us to lay ourselves down mm-hmm. and yet we see the fullness of how Christ did that. And so it causes us to worship and gives us strength for each day because we know that same Jesus yeah. is inside of us. Yeah. Yes. And he's working through us. So yeah, that's so powerful. Oh man, I got, I, know. I, I wish they could see you right now just holding her. Uh. I see Jesus. I see <laughs> Jesus. Man. So is there anything else you want to share with us about um, this journey over the last six months or anything through um, God's word or even a specific word for adoptive parents or those who might be considering? Yeah. Well, I kind of camped out in Psalms like from February through even present. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one that was really profound for me was 42. I mean, they're all obviously profound. Um, but 42 just really took me to the feet of the Lord in a special way. Um, and it's just, it's just beautiful. Mm. So basically... Um, do you want me to read it? Yes, or, okay. please do. We're going to yeah. read it. So Psalm 42. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O Lord, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, as I would go with the throng and lead them in per- procession to the house of God. With glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation, and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Miser. Miser. How are you saying? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Deep calls to deep. At the roar of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? 
As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Hmm. So just spending, I spent like a week in this psalm, just really like un, unpacking it, but not even in like a super studying way. I mean, I, yeah, it wasn't like I was, which I love getting out the Greek and Hebrew right, and all that stuff, right. but really, um, hi, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> little bedhead baby just woke up, <laughs> not feeling good. Here, curl up, it's okay, babe. Oh, she's upset. So um, what I noticed in this psalm is just that... Um, my tears have been my food day and night Mm -hmm. while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Um, and then it says down below my adversaries. Um, well, what I say to my God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why, why, why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Um, as with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? What I noticed in this psalm is that the psalmist is hearing the voices um, of his tears mm-hmm. and his his pain, and he's also hearing the voices of the adversary mm-hmm. and adversaries, so I guess enemies, um, taunting him. And so what really struck me the most is just the importance of we need to hear from God <laughs> to be pulled out of a downcast soul. Mm-hmm. If we are listening and counting on these other you know, our emotions or our thoughts to just somehow turn towards the Lord and to not, to pull us out of a downcast soul. Like they're not, they're going to continue to say, where's your God? He's forgotten you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we can't be, we can't trust our own Mm -hmm. heart or thoughts. We have to have God's word and we have to have believers in our lives that are going to speak God's word to us and to remind us, no, your God has not forgotten you. And this is why, and I'm going to show you. And, um, Sorry, she's a little whimpery. That's okay. (laughs) Her baby. I know you're done. You're done. Well, I think that (laughs) is a good word for us to end on in just encouraging the listener to, um, you know, shut even down the podcast and listen to the Lord's voice and encouragement to meet him there no matter where where you're at, no matter what he's calling you to um, do today. Make sure you're listening to his voice and not just your own or the adversaries, but... Um, he longs to meet you in his word. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Julie and Julie. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our heart for you is that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's word in your areas of influence. We'd love to connect with you on our website, DaytonWomenInTheWord.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. In the meantime, we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16 through 17 over you. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.